Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, I'm Peter Jones, Chartered Square author and property investor, and this is the Progressive Property Podcast. And today I'm joined by Daniel Bennett. Hi, Dan. Morning, Peter. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? I'm very good. Now, Dan, Dan, you are a bit of a branding expert, aren't we? Let's get straight in there. This is what you do. Allegedly. Allegedly. So tell us, what is a brand and why do we need to know about it? Okay, well, uh, your brand, your brand is your promise. Uh, Whoever you want to engage with, your brand is making your statement uh, of, of who you are, what you are, what you deliver, why you do what you do. So yeah, your brand's your promise. Um, it's what sets you apart. And this is your area of expertise. This is your kind of like your niche. But you haven't always been a brand expert, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, Peter. <laughs> well, I, I suppose I have to say, uh, I really didn't like school very much. Okay. And I went to a very good grammar school, in fact, but yeah. uh, me and the school didn't really get on. And uh, I think that was compounded by uh, all I wanted to do at weekends and on, on holidays was farm, be on the farm. And if I worked hard enough, I was allowed to drive the tractors. Right. So were you actually in a fa- you lived on a farm, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't know. My family were hoteliers. Oh, OK. Um, so uh, so how, how did you get onto a tractor then? You well, I, I, fa- after, sc- after school, I went to do a national diploma in agriculture. Right. And ended up working on a, a large arable farm in Essex, driving big green tractors. Mm. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the link between farming and building a brand is is obvious, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me it is, but yeah. maybe we can disclose that okay. a bit later on. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. So what happened then, then? So uh, I met my wife-to-be, and uh, she was a graphic designer. And as you do, one Sunday afternoon, we were sat on the tractor ploughing and got talking about what we wanted for our lives. And uh, we realised, whilst I absolutely loved what I was doing, it was never going to make, make, us, uh, uh, make us any money or give us the living that we really wanted. Because you were farming at the time? Because I was farming. OK, you actually got there. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, actually, it's really good, isn't it? I have a goal, a dream as a child, and actually end up doing it. It's yeah, cool. and I, yeah. I must say, I've missed it every day since. OK. Um, but, uh, yeah, the reality is... You know, now I farm something different. Yes. That's brand new. Well, there we are. We'll, we'll hold that. Yeah, as you say, we'll, we'll come to that. So you're romantically ploughing with your wife. <laughs> oh and you decided that you wanted to do something different, or you decided that you should do something different. Yeah, so actually, uh, my, my parents were hoteliers in the Lake District, mm. and they'd always sort of intimated they would quite like us to come and see if we could work with them. So actually mm. that was what we originally did, mm. but fairly quickly realised that wasn't what we wanted to do either. So we turned to what Kim had done, was a, she was a graphic designer by mm. trade. Mm. So we actually very naively set up a design business where this was back in 1990 when, I mean, this internet thing didn't exist. And, and you know, to be honest, the internet, oh, that's not ever going to take off, is it? Mm. Uh, so yeah, so it was all about print and, and logos. We didn't really talk about brands then, we talked mm. about corporate identities. Mm. Uh, but print and exhibition stands, mm. and and really that's 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 where my knowledge and experience comes from, from actually doing it day in day out for the last twenty seven years. Twenty seven years, fantastic. So you have your own branding business, yeah, and branding customers, clients, yes, yeah, and presumably you've acted for some fairly big, well known clients and others who we've never heard of, and yeah, I mean because of being around Progressive now for a number of years. Uh, I have had the privilege of working with some some great people. I have to say it's a real privilege mm. to spend uh, one-on-one time with some well-known people and really get to know them, get under their skin. Mm. Because actually, to me, building a brand is about authenticity. Mm. It's about working out who you are. It's, it's, it's of course, there's some science involved, mm. but there's also uh, some intuition involved. Mm. And, you know, whilst I don't like blowing my own trumpet, the thing I think I'm particularly good at is working out what people's messages are, what their stories are, helping them get clarity on their vision, their mission and their values. Mm. And their value, what what value do they give to their potential customers? Right. Well, we're going to put that on hold just for a mm. moment because any, anybody listening to this might be thinking, well, this is meant to be the Progressive Property Podcast. Why are we talking about branding? 
Which is a great question, but there is a relevance to everybody who is in property. So don't switch off. <laughs> keep listening. <laughs> keep listening. This is relevant for everybody. If you're in property, this is relevant for you. But let's just sort of go back into your, your story just for a little bit. Mm. How long have you been with Progressive now, part of the community? I think I first came here in February 2014. Okay, and what brought you here? I received uh, an email saying, <laughs> change your life. Uh, but this was more through unlimited success. Okay. Sister so that company. was like a wealth yep. breakthrough thing. Okay. Mm. And I bought into the expert speaker revolution course. Uh -huh. So remember. that was my first real sort of immersion in this building. Yeah. Uh, spent six days. I think it's five days these days, isn't it? But mm. spent six days in the, with, with some great people mm. uh, learning the craft of speaking from stage. Mm. And that was really, that, yeah, so that, that's where it's all started. And I'm, I'm sort of active on the Progressive Property Network, speaking at events and such mm. like. Yeah. And I've seen you speaking on the stage. And you've obviously sort of managed to take that and you're using that and it actually fits very well, dovetails with what you're going to be talking about, which is branding. Mm. Hanging around the community though, no doubt the property side has rubbed off on you as well. <laughs> How can it not? <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. I mean, you don't spend yeah. a, a week here, do you, without wondering what this property malarkey is all about? Yeah. So had you thought about property before you came here to do? No. No. Okay. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, so from there, from after Expert Speaker Revolution, I started doing the taster days and mm. such like. Mm. And after a while, realised if I was serious about property, then I should really invest in mm. proper training. So, mm. sorry, I'm not saying the days are proper training. Mm. They were tasters. Mm. So I took the decision to go through masterclass and VIP. Mm. Uh, as a result of which, um, I'm in partnership with uh, six other people mm -hmm. with Hive Property Group. Okay. So we are about creating wealth for, for those we work with and for ourselves in an ethical and sustainable way, uh, which is really exciting. I, 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 love, I love what Hive Property Group uh, Okay, we'll, we'll tell us a little bit more about that. They're essentially your JV partners. You've put together a limited company. Yep. And you're trading through the limited company. Yep. What, what sort of properties, what sort of deals? Um, I, yeah. I know it's quite early days, yes. isn't it? But yeah. give us a flavour of what you're actually up to. In okay, so, so we do own some property now with uh, Many of you might have heard of Derek Pape, yep. based up in Hartlepool. He's one of the VIP mentors here. Yeah. That's right. So yep. Derek's one of our, high, we call them bees, yep. uh, part of the Hive group. Yep. And uh, so we've actually purchased a couple of properties up in Hartlepool. What, what sort of properties? Uh, so these are just your standard buy-to-lets, yep. um, which, which is what Derek specialises in. Yep. We just feel that we need foundational, we need some yep. of those in place. Uh, whilst we go looking for the more sexy uh, you know, bigger deals, the commercial conversions, the HMOs, yeah. which people in the team are very experienced at. Yeah. But so, so those sort of deals we're, we're still searching for and doing due diligence on. Yeah. Uh, you've got to kiss a lot of frogs, haven't you? You have indeed. Mm. You have indeed. Mm. And that's really exciting because you didn't come here thinking about doing property, but you've ended up becoming a property investor. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> sort of vicariously. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But you've also done property sourcing. I have, uh, yes, and I guess there's a little story there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, we could call that deal packaging, property sourcing deal packaging. T tell me about that. So, so, so you've, done, you've done a few deals, you've found a few deals for investors? Yeah, I, I live in the salubrious town of Crewe, yep. which uh, has become a, a, a well-sought-after property hotspot. It does mean deals have been a little bit hard to find. Um, but uh, yes, so I've sourced several deals. Uh, I, I actually um, sourced one deal and... Uh, a very good friend of mine, property investor, actually bought it. Yeah. And now I'm renting it off him <laughs> <laughs> on a rent-to-rent -rent deal. <laughs> without, without naming any names. Yeah. No, very, no very, names. Very, no names, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. So, again, probably not something you would have imagined two or three, four years ago when you first came here that you were going to be doing that kind of thing. No. No. No, absolutely no. not. No, no I, I came here because I wanted to learn how to deliver my, the, the brand-building message to, yeah. to an audience. Yeah. But on the property side, you're based in Crewe, and as you say, that's quite an interesting area to be investing in at the moment. What's the big advantage of Crewe? Uh, I think the big appeal was because of HS2, HS2. so the high-speed uh, high rail link. I mean, yeah. the West Coast line is already brilliant. Mm. It's, it's an hour and 35 minutes from Crewe to London as it is yeah. on the train. Uh, yeah. But actually with HS2, they're talking about 55 minutes. Yeah. Commuting distance. Mm. Mm. Amazing, yeah. amazing. 
So your, your deal source, if anybody wanted to talk to you about properties in Crewe, is there any way they can contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best way is an email address. Yeah, probably. Uh, Daniel.Bennett at hivepropertygroup.co.uk. Right, dot Bennett, so that's double N, double T. That's double N, double T. And the hive is H-I-V-E, like the buzzy bee. That's absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, fine. But we're not here really talking about property directly. Which is very relevant, of course, isn't well, it? But it is very relevant because this, this is a progressive property mm. podcast. So I want to try and sort of frame this in terms of property. So for anybody who's listening who's in property and they've heard that you're a brand expert and they're thinking, well, maybe I'll go make a cup of tea and not listen to this because it doesn't affect me. Why does branding affect somebody in property? Well, OK, I, I, I passionately believe that actually your brand is your number one asset. Now, that might sound strange because we're sat here and we talk about building a, a property asset base. Mm. Um, and, and of course, we're looking for return on investments in our in our in that property asset. Mm. But actually, if you take a look at it, um, I honestly believe that you will get a bigger return from building your brand in the property world. Mm. It will put money in your till, mm. uh, and isn't that why we invest in things? Mm. We're looking for return on investment. Um, so, regardless of. Uh, you know, we are we are here to make money, uh, and of course we do it for many reasons. It might be because we want to uh, improve our our lives. It might be we want to spend more time with our families, mm. create freedom for ourselves. But ultimately, it's about money in the till. Mm. And um, building a strong band will put money in the till, and it will create wealth for you. Now, property is a tangible asset. Mm. It's bricks and mortar. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, and your brand is an intangible asset. And if we look at how business has moved over the last number of years, um, which is the biggest taxi company in the world? Mm, well, Uber. Uber. Yeah. How many taxis does it own? None. None. Mm. So actually Uber, okay, it's got an asset in possibly its offices and systems, mm. but um, it, 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 its basic asset they don't own. Mm. So it's the intangibles that are making Uber work. Uh, likewise, uh, Airbnb. Mm. I believe they're the biggest accommodation provider in the world. Mm. How much accommodation do they own? Yeah, zilch. Yeah. Zilch. Mm. So it's all about those intangibles. And the very best, uh, 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 the very best example is Apple. Apple mm. computers. Now, mm. now there'll be lots of people out there who will go, uh, no, no, don't like apples. But f- from from what I can gather, about twenty percent of the laptop buying population will buy a MacBook. Mm. Now you can buy your Dell, your Toshiba, your your Samsung for I don't know four hundred quid, mm. or you can buy a MacBook Pro for twelve hundred pounds. Mm. Why would you, why would anyone spend mm. three times as much on a bit mm. of kit that does mm. exactly the same thing? Mm. You can email on it, you can browse on it, you can write letters on it, mm. run databases on it, whatever. Mm. Um, and, and I think what Apple have done, of course, is they're not selling you a laptop. Mm. They're selling you an extension to your body. And, and you'll find that people who own MacBook Pro, we love them. Mm. Yeah, they, 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 it's an emotional attachment. Yeah, and for and anybody who can't see that, by the way, Daniel's now cuddling yeah. his Mac, but which is a bit weird on a podcast. But anyway, um, so I've just get emotionally. I've just got to get over it now. Um, so, so you know what Apple have done is created an emotional connection. Mm. Now, if you want to know how the figures stack up on that, mm. um, Apple's value of its shares. On a tangible basis, I the tangible value of the shares it was in June 2016 was 21.84 dollars per mm. share. Mm. The shares were trading on the U.S. stock market. Mm. Any ideas, Peter? No idea. No idea. 695 dollars per share. That's quite a jump, isn't it? That's a massive jump. Mm. Um, if the tangible assets are worth 21 point whatever dollars per share and they're mm. trading at 695, mm. what's the difference? Mm. It's the emotion. It's the mm. it's the goodwill. It's the brand. Mm. And just to put it in perspective, I think that year they made something like $54 billion profit. Mm. Would you like 0.1% of that, mm, Peter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Dan, I get all of that, but I'm mm. still thinking, well, how does this actually relate to us as property investors? Okay. So, um, firstly, of course, we want people to beat a path to our door, don't we? We're all looking for, well, most of us are looking for investors. Okay. Most of us are looking for deals. Yep. Most of us are looking for joint venture partners. 
Yep. Surely what we want to do is people to connect, the ideal person to connect with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess people in this, listening to this, some, some possibly haven't been in business before, but there's no doubt as most of us have dealt with other people in our lives, customers. Mm. Mm. Can you always remember that awkward customer, the one that took up all your time and energy that beat you down on price? Mm. And it was just like, why am I doing this? Mm. Um, your brand's about attracting the right type of people. Mm. It's about putting those, the people who actually understand, or, or your brand's about communicating what you do and the mm. value of what you do so that people, the right people understand your offer mm. and they beat a path to your door. Mm. Now, as I say, that might be the investors who've got, mm. you know, they might have £200,000 or they want you to source a deal or package a deal. Mm. It could be some sort of joint venture arrangement. And, of course, it's the estate agents as well. Actually, I was talking this morning uh, with someone who, who's been phoning a commercial agent mm. and they're not responding to the calls because, as far as, you know, commercial agents can be quite difficult to deal with. And what you need to do is build your position with them, your credibility with them. You're just another person, otherwise, just sort of trying to get the deal. Mm. So, you know, your brand's about, so that they understand how serious you are in business. Mm. It's, about, it's about that attraction, isn't it? Right, now that mm. makes a lot of sense mm. because this is going away from just the thought that having a brand is having a nice logo, which is, I think, how some people could see it, Yeah. which is the wrong way of seeing it. It's about actually communicating, as you say, who you are and mm. why people should be doing business with you. I mean, this is absolutely fundamental, isn't it? And you've raised a very valid point about, for example, finding JV partners. Mm. Now, in an earlier podcast, uh, I talked to Peter Smith, really interesting interview, because almost all of his business has come through JV partners, through networking mm. and the power of networking. Mm. And networking is actually a, a, a way where you can go and talk about tangible and intangible, a tangible way mm. of communicating your brand by mm. being who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Am I getting? Is this where you're yeah, taking me? I, I, you see, I think that people don't make decisions based on the figures alone or the money alone. Mm. Uh, actually, people make emotional decisions. And they might then try and justify it logically. Mm. But actually, most people, and if we look at the affluent, and, and of course, affluent people are the type of people who we might be our investors, our joint venture partners. When they buy something, they don't use price as a decision-making, or the, the deciding factor. They buy what they want. They buy with their emotions. Mm. Um, they buy things that make them feel better, that, that make them look better. Mm. Now, of course, the figures do need to sort of stack up as well. Mm. But, you know, one investor, if you ask a, a, one investor, they might want 1% a month return. You can be sure there's investors out there who'll accept 4%. Mm. Um, but there's other things which are more important to them. 4% a year, you mean? Yeah, 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 not per month. No, 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 Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So again then, in, in a very practical sense then, taking this on board, this really does apply to property investors. How can we use branding? Okay, well, there's a number of ways. Firstly, uh, I think your brand's about your future. It's the foundations for your future. Um, I, I hope people out there have read books like uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a classic. We Absolutely. all need to read that, yes. Uh, the other more recent one, probably the, the more condensed version of that, is The Secret by uh, Rhonda Byrne. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they tell us about the importance of visualisation mm. and how when we visualise what we want, um, that manifests itself. And in effect, your brand is a way of manifesting your future. Mm -hmm. So what do you want your future world to look like in a year's time, in two years' time, three years' time? Mm. And your brand is actually your positioning saying, this is what I am. This mm. is what, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be. Mm. And also, it, it's also about the compound effect. Mm. Uh, uh, you, you know, it's about constantly investing in your brand. And the, the, as, you, as the compound effect, as your time elapses, the, the power of your brand, the, the results you'll get from your brand, build and build and build. Mm. Now, with the compound effect, when do you want to start investing? Well, now. Absolutely. Mm. So, uh, you know, to get the effect of the compound, the sooner you start investing, the sooner you'll build that momentum, the sooner you get the results. So by investing, you mean building your brand? Absolutely. In, in, in this context? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so firstly, I think it's about that manifestation of what you want your business to be. Okay. It's also about visibility. Um, you know, Progressive do train quite a lot of people in property, mm. which is fair enough. How, how are you going to stand out in that crowded space? 
Mm. What sets you apart from other people? You need to be seen. Now, there's different ways of getting seen. Uh, you could be loud and glary. Uh, do we know anyone who's quite sort of loud and glary? Well, we're not going to mention any names. There may be one or two. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> but, and of, of course, that might not suit everybody. Mm. Some people want to be more subtle because mm. it's more authentic to them. It's, mm. It fits more with, it's more congruent. Mm. So it's, it's working out what's right for each individual. And this is mm. why really getting under someone's skin mm. uh, is so important. And this is why it's not just about a logo. Mm. You know, um, logos are important. I'm not mm. knocking them. I, I think mm. they are very important. Mm. But, but it, as with a medal, uh, you know, you need a chest to pin a medal on. Mm. Your logo needs substance to be to be pinned on as well. A proper business. Absolutely. And mm. a, proper, a, a proper brand, a proper yes. foundation. Mm. Um, so, of course, we need to attract people because that's what brings the money into our business. We sort of seen that that's what business is about, isn't it? Mm. Uh, mm. Bringing that money in. Mm. And then also, let's think about your network. We all know that your network is your net worth. Mm. A powerful brand is going to build you a broader and deeper network. Yes. Now, just, just to think about the importance of that, Rob, our very own Rob Moore, he tells us that we should spend 50% of our time in property networking. Yeah. Which is quite... Uh, when, when we first, I know that when people first hear that, they're going to look aghast and say, what, 50% mm. of our time networking? Mm. But it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because it's when you're networking, you're going to find your JV partners, you're going to find the deals, you're going to find the finance. Mm. And having a, a brand behind that, presumably, is going to make that networking even more powerful and effective. Yeah, um, actually, it's, it, it, it's very... If, personally, um, because of my brand and speaking, I, c I can walk into almost any network meeting, meeting in the country and somebody comes up and says, Hi, Dan. Mm. And yeah, I... I, I, I Mm. That's a really ego boost. Um, mm. but, but, you know, it's about that positioning. Mm. It's about, that, again, it's that visibility, isn't it? Mm. It's people understanding what you stand for and mm. what sets you apart. Mm. Um, yeah, and, of course, networking is not just about being at the meetings. Networking is also about those follow-ups, isn't it? Mm. About those cups of coffee, mm. about those phone calls, those mm. emails. Mm. Uh, it's about the ongoing engagement. Um, just because you turn up once somewhere... It's not going to change the world. And it gets mm. back to this compound effect, isn't mm. it? Mm. You've got to keep at it. You've got to keep mm. drip feeding consistency and persistency. And that, likewise with your brand, you need to be consistent and persistent building mm. your brand. Absolutely true. And consistent and persistent with who you are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which is what your brand is, which is what you're saying. Your brand is your authenticity, yeah. your true self. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's who people want to deal with. I mean, I must admit, I have a little. Uh, uh, not that I'm very controversial, uh, but I, I have a ch an issue with like the, the big corporates. You can almost imagine, you, um, you know, one of the big banks having its m monthly marketing meeting and right, guys, what should our values be this month? Mm. What should we stand? Well, let's look after our customers this month. Let's mm. let's do customer service. Mm. I mean, to me, that's a load of mm. sorry rubbish. Mm. Um, you, you know. If customers are important to you, that should be one of your core values, and you, you don't change that yeah. willy-nilly. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So, what what else should we be thinking about as property investors then? Um, why, why else is this important? What value do you deliver to your customers? Mm. So, your brand is about making sure that there's clarity in that. What? Why should why should people care? What's in it for them? And that building your brand is about delivering that message. And customer means in the sense of anybody you're dealing with. Yeah, sorry, I use the word customer mm. actually. Um, problem is I don't like the corporate words, but stakeholders. Mm. Yeah, anybody who's got a stake in your business, whether that's a, an investor, a tenant, mm. we, we tend to forget the tenants a bit mm. in our, in our mm. world, don't we? Mm. They ultimately are the ones who pay the blimmin' bills for us all mm. and create mm. wealth for us, so we, mm. we ought to think carefully about them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it could be your staff, people you work with, your, your, your outsourced suppliers, your mm. estate agents. Mm. It's all about them buying into your, your vision, yeah. uh, your brand, your, your manifestation. Okay. It's about creating perceptions. How do you want to be perceived? Because actually there's, there's three questions. How do you think you're perceived? How would you like to be perceived? And how are you perceived? Yes. Are quite different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So, Peter, let me tell you how you're perceived. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, we we want to fall out, do we? <laughs> um, what do you want people to say about you when you're not there? Yes. That, you know, that's the power of the brand. And what you've got to think about is, uh, you know, Rob talks a lot about leverage. Mm. 
Mm. Well, building your brand is ultimate leverage mm. because it's actually positioning you. It's giving you that visibility. It's giving you that position. Even when you're not there, your brand is working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks of the year for you. Yeah. If you get it right. Yeah. So from a property point of view, the answer to that question could be, how would you want people to be thinking about you? You'd want them to be thinking, well, I've got a deal, I want to take it to Dan, or I've got some finance, I wonder if Dan can help me spend it. Yeah, absolutely. Or I need some advice on property, who can I turn to who I respect mm. and trust? It Res could be Dan. Respect and trust. Yeah. Uh, you know, trust is so fundamental in our world, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and your brand is, as I say, your brand is your promise. Mm. Your brand is the, your statement of trust. Mm. Uh, Wobotai breaking that trust, mm. because to re-establish it, it is a nightmare. And that's why it's also important to get the right people into your, into your business, not just everybody. Let's understand who your ideal customer is, your ideal investor is. Mm. You can't please all of the people all the time. Mm. And remember, it's, you don't want to be serving those energy drainers, the hard mm. work ones. You want to be serving those who actually let you get on and deliver the value that you've promised to them. Mm. Okay, so anything else that we need to be thinking about as property investors? We want to be influential, don't we? Yes. Um, now, you can be uh, influential in terms of, um, uh, you know, big personality, or you can be a more subtle uh, approach. I mean, we talked a little bit about that, about, you know, visibility. But, you know, you want... Influence is about engaging with people's hearts and minds. Because when you've capture that space up in the head or in the heart, you're in a position to help people make decisions for themselves. I think Rob Moore said, um, influence is leading someone to do what you want them to do, mm. whilst they believe it was their decision, mm. and yet they thank you for the help that you've given mm. them too. Mm. And, and so your brand is about that influence, and that brand is about 24-7 influence. Um, so yeah, engaging hearts and minds, and that's what then starts to set you apart. You know, we talk about our stories quite a lot, don't we? Mm. But you know, when we speak, people people want to know where you've come from mm. because that's a, that's an emotional engagement. Mm. I've mentioned farming. Mm. Well, there's people out there who have remember driving their uncle Fred's tractor at some stage, and mm. oh, that, it, it, it's a connection, mm. and that's why we tell our stories. Um, and it's all part of, by telling stories, by emotionally connecting, that means then we get into a position of influence. And I mean influence, not manipulation. I mm. think it's quite different. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's very interesting. I mean, I've never driven a tractor. But what, it, <laughs> but what it did do is it puts somebody into a context. Whether we can actually directly relate to it or not, we can relate indirectly. Yeah. Because it's actually just showing the human side. It's showing our qualities. It's showing who we are as a person. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff, I guess, at a very deep level, is very important. As you say, property deals, we could just argue that they're done on the, di on the, on the figures. But as you correctly said a few moments ago, it's not just about the figures. We need to have that connection, that trust, that respect with yeah. whoever we're actually dealing with as well. Absolutely. And actually, the figures are irrelevant if there's not the relationship. Yeah. You know, who's going to hand over a couple of hundred thousand or whatever it might be mm. um, if there actually is not a, uh, a, if there's not trust and trust is your brand. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Cool. Mm. So anything else that we need to think about as, as investors? Yeah. Then? So, uh, sorry, just to conclude with that, about that influence, when you become mm. influential, that, that's a great responsibility you're taking on with some people. So, so use it wisely because, mm. uh, you know, as I've already said, your brand is your promise. Yeah. And, and abusing that position of influence, um, you, you know, you, you do that at your peril. Yeah. So, and as you say, certainly not about manipulation. Absolutely. Much more about connection. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Connection mm. because they want to be connected. Mm. 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 And I'm very fond of uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, he writes about your why. And your why is more important than your how you do it and what you do. What, what do you mean by a why? Okay, so why are you doing what you're doing? Um, with Hive, for mm. example, one, mm. of our, one, one of the reasons we're doing this is because we actually want to give. Mm. We actually want to create wealth and we can, so that we can use that wealth to help other people. Mm. That's one of our big drivers. Mm. Okay, sure, we benefit from it too, but the big driver is because we really want to give back. Mm. And that why is more important than how we do it. Mm. And it was more important than what we're doing, mm. um, you know, but we're using property. So why are we doing what we're doing? We want to create wealth so we can share it and improve people's lives. 
what is it we do? Well, we invest in property in an ethical and sustainable way. Um, and how we're doing it? Well, we're working as a team um, collectively to pool our knowledge, our experience from a broad range of uh, areas. Interesting. While you're talking, while you're, while you're telling me this, the one thing which occurs to me, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, so tell me whether I'm right or wrong in this, is that what you seem to be saying is that your brand is almost like a reflection of your values. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But uh, um, again, you want to attract... Relationships work when the values align. Mm. That doesn't mean you necessarily have to have exactly the same values, but when there's a you know when there's congruence between two sets of values. So yeah, your brand is about putting your values out there. Uh, and what would be a quick definition of a value? What's important to you? Mm. Uh, you know that might be freedom. Mm. It might be wealth creation. Mm. It might be um, travel. Mm. It might be family. Mm. Those are your values. And and actually, you know, the easiest way to find out someone's values is simply say what's important to you. Yeah. A great question. Hmm. Yeah, great powerful question. question. Powerful question, an expensive question. Rob Moore spent $10,000 learning that question. But that's the basis and the foundation upon which a lot of progressive and unlimited success mm. is now built. Mm. I, I will hasten to add, though, of course, when you first asked that question, you know, what's, you know, we're talking about uh, trying to elicit people's brands, what's important to you? The obvious answers are always things like integrity and honesty. Sure. Well, okay, I accept that, and, and that's almost a given, because I've never actually ever heard anyone yet tell me that their core values are dishonesty. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, so, so we have to dig a little bit deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you kind of have to be honest with yourself. When I, when I went through the process of eliciting my values, I felt that I should be putting things like family and my wife mm. first. That mm. seemed natural. But when I was really honest with myself, I realised much as I love my family and my wife, my highest value is actually freedom. Yeah. And unless I've got that feeling of freedom, nothing else functions. Very important, obviously, to have a brand, but I, some of our listeners might be thinking, what's the difference between a corporate brand and a personal brand? And do we need to know the difference? And if is there a difference? And how would we accommodate that? Yeah, um, it's probably the question I get asked most. Is it? Yeah, you know, what's the difference between a business brand and a personal brand? Okay. So I suppose what I'd like to do is put it in context. Uh, if you're building a business, in principle, you want to build a business that at some stage you could walk away from, whether that's to let it be run by somebody else or whether to sell it. Mm. Actually, there's a great book called Built to Sell by John Warrillow. Sorry, let me say that again. John Warrillow. And it, that's all about how change, changing a business which is based on its founder, where they're sort of doing everything. They, they employ people, but they're micromanaging and taking it through to a business that actually he could sell for a profit. If your vision is to build a business that at some stage you don't need to be their part of day in, day out, or you want to sell it, that's a business brand. It's, it's, it's an it's a item in its own right. It's a bit like the difference between a limited company and a partnership or a sole trader. A limited company is an entity in its own right. So if you want to have a business which is an entity in its own right, you need to, you need to build a business brand. Um, if then uh, you if then you want to ensure that you've still got your own audience, your own space, you might want to think about your personal brand. So your personal brand is about you as the centre. Um, it's about what value you deliver. It's what you promise. It's your characteristics. Um, it's not necessarily transferable to anybody else. And in reality, the decision. Uh, whether you need a business brand, a personal brand, or both, is very much dependent on your vision. Where do you want to be in a year's time, two years' time, three years' time? So I can't just say a categorical answer for everybody. It's, it's without, uh, without understanding a bit more about where, they, where they're going. Mm. But certainly worth thinking about. Mm. And in many cases, those building a significant businesses do need a personal brand as well as a business brand. Well, I was going to say, at a very fundamental level, we all have a personal brand. Yeah, the fact that if you're on social media, if you're the on fact, Facebook. The, the fact that you're a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You've got a personal brand. Yes. Whether you need to take that further into a business brand will obviously depend upon your business and what your mm. plans for the business are. When we start our businesses, often it is dependent on us as individuals. Mm. So often people start with a more personal type of brand. And as the business grows, they, 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 you need to then re 
readdress the brand and it might be you start to separate the two um, so that actually the brand is not dependent on you as an individual you will not sell your business if a buyer comes in and sees that you're prominent in that business because they if you walk away the business disappears with it mm. so that that's where the importance of a, a separate business brand really does come in anything else we need to think about or have we how you do everything let me get that the right way around how you do anything is how you do everything mm. and i think your brand is your statement of how you do everything mm. Mm. right that's interesting yeah take us a bit deeper on that why why do you say that it's about consistency again, isn't it? It's back to this subject of consistency. Mm. People are watching you. Whether you mm. know it or not, people are watching you. Mm. And actually, the other thing is, everybody's got a brand. Mm. That's right. Everybody has got a brand. The difference is whether you're in control of that brand. Yes, indeed. So when people are watching you, are they seeing what you want them to see? And anything that you do, people are going to make a judgment on it they might not say they're making a judgment on it but what we've got to remember is this is not just all about the conscious conscious mind Mm. this is a lot of to do with subconscious as well Mm. so uh yeah people are watching you Mm. so take control of your brand very interesting make sure how you do anything reflects how you do everything absolutely Mm. so for example going back to the networking and and finding jv partners Mm. jv finance if you're seen as being, and you don't even know that you're seen this way, as being somebody who's unreliable, maybe well-meaning, but yeah. inept. <laughs> it's, it's a cruel thing to say. But obviously, being extreme, that could work against you. Yeah. So you're right. So it's how you do everything. It's yeah. going to actually, then when you need to be seen in the way you need to be seen, yeah. it's either going to work or it isn't going to work. It reminds me of that um, lovely phrase that I, I forget who came up with this, but uh, was the effect of, Everybody's self-made, but it's only the successful who admit it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same sort of principle, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in terms of... we, I think we all accept that from time to time, you know, we travel the country, don't we? And you're going to get stuck on the motorway. And, mm. you know, so people do get late for things. Mm. But there are, there's always somebody who's always late, isn't there? Yeah. And what does that tell people? Yeah, they're always late. They're always late. And, and they're always going to be late. They're always going to be late. <clears throat> is that, is that, does that set a good scene? It maybe tells us they're not too good at planning or thinking ahead and all the kind of stuff which actually maybe you'd want somebody to if you're going to invest in them. How are you doing anything? How you do, yeah, how you do everything. You know, um, yeah. yeah, it's also about respect, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because you're meeting people. Yeah. Like I say, we all understand from time to time these things happen, but yeah. it's about that, you know, if you're constantly late, People know about it. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, in a sort of almost ethereal way, I can I can see that the branding is important with for investors. It's it's important whatever you do, but Mm. we're thinking specifically about property investors. So, Dan, how can you help anybody who's listening to this? Have you got any tips as what they can do to build their brand, and what practical help can you give in Mm. building Mm. brands? Well, I, I, when I work with people, I, I can only ever deliver results when I spend time with them. Uh, it's about getting to know people. Now, you've got a choice with all these things. You can DIY it, do it yourself. You can mm-hmm. have it done with help, yeah. or you can have it done for you. Now, I'm not sitting here to um, say which is right for you because you're all in. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's in different circumstances. Mm. Um, but if you if, if you want to have a start by taking a look at how you build your own brand, mm. you know, uh, if you're early on your journey, um, what I would suggest is you, uh, the brand asset grid as I call it. So mm. these are 12 essential parts of building a brand. Mm. So I, I talk about the foundational assets. Mm. So these are, the, um, these, these are things like your vision. Mm. Where do you want to be in 12 months time? Where do you want to mm. be in two years time? Where do you want to mm. be in five years time? Mm. Get clarity on that vision. Uh, your mission. How are you going to deliver that vision? Mm. These are the day-to-day, what does your business look like now to make mm. that vision uh, materialise? And by the way, that's an important thing to do regardless of branding. Absolutely. And we should all do it. Amazing yeah. how many people don't do mm. it. But what I would say is to actually build your brand with yes. that clarity yeah. uh, of those vision that. and mission, uh, you're going to always struggle with, the, you know, where, where, where's the backbone to your brand? Mm. What's your values? Remember the question, what's important to you? And what's your value? 
i.e. what's in it for them, your customers, you know, why should they care? So those, to me, are like the foundational elements of building a brand. Answer those questions. Now, again, often a third party is a very useful resource to drag this out of you. Mm. Uh, you know, it's about a bit of coaching and mentoring and challenging. Uh, I have to say I've spent uh, time with a lot of people, and, and the emotions can run high on these. I mean, mm. there's often tears, mm. especially mine. <laughs> no, no. no, because we're actually touching some nerves, mm. you know. Um, with those foundational assets or those foundational elements uh, with, with clarity, we can then look at the next thing, which is who your ideal customer is. Let's draw an avatar. Let's draw a picture of who you, who you would like to work with. And the more specific you can be, the more powerful it will be. And customer in that context could be JV partner. Yeah. If you're deal sourcing or packaging, it could be literally customer. Yeah. Yeah. It so could be estate agents. I mean, obviously yeah. they're potentially yeah. suppliers, but in effect, yeah. let's treat them as customers. Yeah. You know. Or tenants, as you said earlier. Yeah, and yeah. builders. Yeah. You know, if you want to be in control of your business, yeah. uh, you've got to think about everybody who's going yeah. to impact on it. And I think that's really important because anybody who's still listening, thinking, how does this relate to property? It really does. It really does. Absolutely. So with your ideal customer, we can then look at um, uh, what's your story? Where'd you come from? Uh, that's the emotional connection. And again, people say, well, I've not got an interesting story. I don't believe you. Mm. Everybody's got an Everybody's interesting got story, story when it's relevant to your ideal customer. Mm. That's the point. Um, and sometimes, you know, people often need help to actually work out what their story is and, and how to tie it into their business and their brand. With your ideal story, we can then move to looking at what's your unique message? What makes you stand out? Um, you know, so, I don't know, for example, uh, I, it's amazing, there's a lot of IT people out there who <laughs> seem to want to get into property. Um, you know, what have they got from their IT background which could really help them be unique in the property world. Maybe they know something about systems and processes. The other one is, uh, you know, ex, ex coppers. Every copper you ever meet knows exactly how many days they've got to go to retirement. I don't know why that is. Um, but of course, when they, when they retire from the police force or they leave the police force, they actually bring a whole wealth of very specific knowledge about public service. You know, so maybe their unique positioning is around serving other police people, policemen, police women. Mm, mm. So what's your unique message? And then um, what actually, how does your brand actually manifest itself? So this is the actual uh, um, perception, the image. Uh, you could say the logo, but it's more than the logo. Mm. The colours, you know, words, of course we use words as a major form of communication, but colour and shape mm. subconsciously work. Mm. So how do we actually want, what, what's, what's the right way for our brand to be put out there? Mm. So with that, uh, with, that fan, uh, with that strategical stuff sorted, we can then look at the tactics. Mm. So we can look at marketing. How do we actually get people to come into our world? How do we attract them in? And that's obviously things they're using like websites, mm. uh, social media, mm. uh, networking. Mm. And, and of course, networking and public speaking should be part of your business, your brand and your business plan. Um, and then we, we then need to look at, um, actually to me, part of your brand is also selling. Mm. Now us Brits mm. don't like the term That's selling, right. do yeah. we? No, sales a four-letter word beginning with S, which we tend to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, if, if you've got clarity on what you do and the value you deliver and the, to the ideal people you can serve, mm. uh, so that your brand... If you then connect with somebody who you know that you can help, you know that without you, they're going to either lose out or they're going to miss a great opportunity. Mm. Do you not then have a responsibility to actually influence that person to make a decision? Now, the decision can be a yes or a no. You know, the yes or the no is almost irrelevant, isn't it? Mm. What, but you have a responsibility to help them make that decision. Mm. Not procrastinate. And to me, that's all part of your positioning, your branding. It's about creating accountability with your customer. Mm. Um, you know, so so to me, that's the the sale is is like the end of the whole branding process. Because mm. without the sale, mm. there's no money in the deal. Yeah, absolutely. And the sale could be any call to action. Yeah, yeah. of course. But but I mean, in, in in our context, in our world, it could be as simple as the JV partner just saying yes and financing your deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Or the package 
the packaged uh, property. Yeah, finding yeah. a buyer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic. Mm. Now, I know that you've helped members of the progressive community without naming names because I'm not sure that that would be appropriate, but can you just give a flavour of some of the businesses that you've helped and how you've helped them? Yeah. Within the progressive community. Yeah, so um, a well-known HMO specialist. <laughs> so she uh, she does a great job. She, she takes her brand very seriously in terms of not just how um, she puts her message out there, but it, it's like she operates uh, high-level HMOs. And the way she present, presents those rooms is important to her brand, as her website is, because mm. it's about consistency and continuity. Mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, being very pleased to help her with that. Yeah. Um, actually, one very well-known um, deal sourcer, um, he he actually, very without any uh, pushing from me, I, by total surprise, put a comment on my Facebook page saying, um, Dan, enjoyed working with you, thought it was a little expensive to start with, but when I did my calculation of return on investment, I saw a tenfold return. Yeah, tenfold. Tenfold. Ten, is that a thousand percent? I'm not very good at maths. <laughs> it sounds like a lot, though, whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, sure, you know, you can go and get a logo done for a Fiverr on Fiverr.com, whatever. Mm, mm. To me, that's not a brand. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, okay, we cash is important to us all, mm. uh, but... With anything, if the more you invest, the you know we're talking mm. about return on investment. Mm. Uh, the more you invest, the, the more cash you get back. Sure, mm. sure. Yeah. And it's not just the property members of the community that you've helped. You could presume there's going to be people listening who are perhaps doing an Amazon business or an online business. You, you could uh, help, help with that. Well, yes, I have a slightly controversial position on this, Peter. Do you? Yes, I do. Well, you don't have to be controversial, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, You've got to polarise opinions sometimes, haven't you? Uh, okay, so the Amazon business obviously is a great business opportunity. Mm. Um, it is about creating a product mm. which uh, sells, of course, mm. basic business. Mm. Um, I do have a little challenge in terms of when you hear people, I, I have people, I have had quite a lot of people come up to me saying they, they, they're not quite making it work, they're not quite mm. getting the sales. Mm. And when I look at what they're doing, I sort of think, well, they've got a product and they've mm put a logo on it mm. and and then they can't work out why it's not selling mm. well to me uh, they're missing out on the power of the brand yeah that's the next step which they haven't taken yeah you know have they answered all those questions that mm. I've just gone through mm. you know what's the vision for this business yeah. what's their mission yeah. what's their values what their value mm. uh, what's the story behind it yeah uh, is it congruent with them is it authentic to them or have mm. they just picked uh, picked out a product because they think it will sell mm. it's a bit like box shifting mm. so if you're in the amazon business i'm not an amazon expert mm. by any means mm. um but i just when i see people struggling i sort of often think they've missed they've missed an essential element of mm. of building a brand mm. okay cool and on a very personal level you've helped me with my brand yes <laughs> which is which is great which is great and i know having been on the other side of it how deep and detailed you actually go with that and the difference it can make. Well, I'm glad to hear that. What I don't want to do is scare people off. Yes, we go deep and detailed. Mm. Um, I have to say, I, the, 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 the feedback I get on the sort of consultations we hold are uh, people, people find them very uh, revealing, very helpful. Mm. So yes, we do get into some detail. I, I try not to make it too heavy, mm. but I do have to push some buttons mm. to really get right in there. Mm. Uh, and I have to say, it's a great privilege uh, to be asked to do that with people mm. because they, they really are bearing their souls to me. I, I'm, I've got some secrets I could tell you about some people <laughs> well, around we'll here. Get into that. We'll get into that. Particularly my secrets. There we go. <laughs> mm. yeah. not, you have to pay me a bit more if you want me to retain those, Peter. <laughs> so, Dan, anybody who's listening to this who thinks, yeah, you know, I, I want to talk about this further, I want to know more, what can I do with my brand? How can I get in touch? Well, I, I tell you what, I'm very happy to do. I, I, I believe that we should give. Mm. Uh, I believe in the laws of reciprocity. Okay. Um, so if people want an initial conversation, whether that's about their brand, whether it's about getting their websites working, because it's all connected, mm. you know, um, how do you get people onto your website? How do you get them to engage? 
Uh, how do you get them to respond? Mm. How do you drive traffic to it? Mm. How do you convert to sales? Yeah. Uh, I, what I do is I'm very happy if you get in touch I'll happily you know let's set up a Skype or a Zoom or a FaceTime for you know 20 minutes 25 minutes mm. just to understand where where you are and what you're trying to achieve yeah and I offer that with no expectation on my part I it's my way of giving mm. if I can just help and guide you then that would be a, I'd be a privilege to do that so yeah you can drop me an email at um, daniel at daniel hyphen Bennett dot uk that's just dot uk no nothing else and bennett is b-e-n-n-e-t-t right so that's different from the one you gave earlier for the property sourcing Ooh. so let's just repeat that again so it's daniel d-a-n-i-e-l yeah. at daniel hyphen bennett b-e-n-n-e-t-t dot uk so that's dot uk not dot co uk that's right Okay, so for anybody who's in property, if you've been listening to this and it resonates, if you want to be better at networking, if you want to find JV partners, if you want to put together your power team, if you want to sell properties as a sourcer, if you're doing an Amazon business, whatever it happens to be, Daniel can help, presumably. Uh, yeah, I, like I say, I mean, whether I can or can't, that 20 minutes yeah. will soon work out a, a, an action for you whether mm -hmm. it's then me helping you further or whether it's me pointing in the direction of somebody else like I say I do it because I love to help people right brilliant I can't think of any reason why anybody wouldn't do that so I imagine you're going to be inundated and if you're not inundated then I'd like to know why because that sounds like a very generous <laughs> offer to give of your time like that so brilliant Daniel yeah. it's been fantastic talking to you today so thank you for that well thank you for inviting me well, it's a pleasure and I've been Peter Jones, and this has been the Progressive Property Podcast. If you have any ideas for any subjects you'd like us to cover on the podcast, get in touch through the community, get in touch through the Progressive Facebook page, or send me a private message on Messenger. And if it looks like something which could benefit us all, we may do it as a podcast. In the meantime, here's to successful property investing. <laughs>